Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are pressing on through the Gospel of Matthew. We're in the 14th chapter. So we'll pick up today with the 22nd verse. We left off at the 21st. And it says this, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he, Jesus, sent the crowds away. So remember the context right here. Jesus had just fed the 5,000 men, aside from the women and the children. They just collected 12 baskets full of leftovers. So what did Jesus do? It says here that he made the disciples get into the boat. Now, three Gospels give an account of this, and each one of them uh, bring out a a certain point, a little nuance about some things that are really, really interesting. So we're going to look at all three of these (coughs) probably over the next day or two. But notice what Jesus did. He made the disciples get in the boat. He commanded them. He ordered them to get in the boat. Y'all go ahead to the other side. And then he sent the crowds away. He dispersed the crowds. Verse 23, after he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. So why did Jesus make the disciples go ahead and go to the other side? To where he could go off and be with Father by himself, where he could go and pray. Did they question the disciples about, well, how are you going to get to where we're going, that kind of thing? Well, perhaps, you know. But we don't have an account right here in Matthew about that. So here Jesus is. He sends the crowds off. He goes up to the mountain by himself to pray, and he's there alone. Verse 24, you can nearly guess what the first word's going to be. But, <laughs> right, but... The boat was already a long distance from the land, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. And so the other scripture gives us some insight. Uh, Mini stadio way, it's basically three to four miles away from the land. It's battered by the waves. The waves had acted up. Why were the waves doing this? Because it says the waves were contrary. <laughs> the battered is an interesting word. It's the same Greek word as tormented. The waves were being tormented. That's interesting, isn't it? Because the wind was adverse is what it means by contrary, the Greek word right there. And uh, and this particularly this right here, because this is a very familiar passage, but don't let that familiarity rob you of some things. Uh we sort of have to ask, I wonder why that wind came up. I wonder why this stuff was happening. Could have been just the natural things that happen within nature. It could have been also the enemy coming against them. Okay? And I'm, I'm sort of inclined that way, but it may not be. Watch this. Verse 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. So it's the fourth watch of the night. That's from 3 in the morning to 6 in the morning. They had been rowing. They were trying to get across where they were going. They'd been working at it all night long. We're not making a lot of headway. Then Jesus comes walking on the sea, and he comes to them. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, 
they were terrified and said, it is a ghost, and they cried out with fear. Now, uh, I think it's the Gospel of Luke tells us something really interesting. It says that Jesus uh, was going to walk past them, okay? He had intended to walk past them. In other words, not to stop off. I wonder why Jesus was intending to walk past them. No, it's actually uh, it's actually Mark that says that. I'm sorry, not John or, or Luke. It's Mark. I'm looking at it right now, <laughs> making sure, right? He says, at fourth watch of the night, Mark, he came to them walking in the sea, and he intended to pass by them. Okay, so he was going to go over to the other side. Okay, that's what they intended to do anyway. He had told them to go over to the other side. I'll meet you over there. He's walking over there. He'd intended to pass them by. So what am I saying? Was Jesus intending just to let them struggle? Was Jesus intending to let them sort of have to work their way over there? Absolutely. Yeah. But guess what? They were still struggling. They were still at the oars. Somebody was paying attention. Even in the fourth watch, from 3 to 6 in the morning, someone was paying enough attention, even as they're struggling against the wind, that they saw Jesus. They saw somebody walking on the water. And I don't know. I think there's something significant about that. I think there's something sort of important right there, that even in the midst of the darkest times of night, even in the midst of the times when we're struggling the most with things, and we're just doing it, and we're doing it, and we're doing it. And the Lord's told us to do it. He said, get in the boat. He's the one that told us to do it. You get in that boat, you're going to the other side. That even in the midst of that, that you remain aware, okay, that you watch. Does not the Lord tell us another portion of the Scripture to be aware and to not sleep as those that sleep and slumber at night, but to be alert at all times? So somebody was alert, and they saw him. Now we go back to Matthew, verse 26. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. And they said, it is a ghost. <laughs> and they cried out with fear. Uh, you know, so sometimes these guys, you go, are you the wimpy guys or something like that? But, you know, I'm not too sure that we were not reacting in the same fashion. They think it's a ghost. They think it's something uh, from the unseen realm. Okay? They think it's something like that. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them, verse 27, saying, Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. He's saying, Hey, guys, don't worry. It's me. Okay? Don't worry about it. I'm right here. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Don't you love Peter? Peter is just so spontaneous, so impetuous, so bold, and so wimpy in some things. But I mean, he's bold here. He says, Lord, if it's really you, command me to come to the water on you. I don't think he was doubting whether it was Jesus or not. He was actually asking him, hey, can I come walking over there to you? And Jesus said to him, come on, come. Peter got out of the boat, verse 29, and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. <laughs> Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hands and took hold of him and said to him, Ah, you of little faith, why did you doubt? 
When they got into the boat, the wind stopped. And those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, You are certainly God's son. We'll see more in the next episode about them getting in the boat, what happens right there. But I want you to think about this real quick, and then we'll look at the other um, Gospels tomorrow. Peter said, can I come? Jesus says, yeah. Peter gets out. He's walking on the water, and he's walking toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, you can't see wind, folks. You can see the effects of the winds. You can see the waves. You can see them being buffeted about. You can see the clouds being blown hither and there. But he saw, he took his eyes off of Jesus, and he saw in the natural what was happening, and he became frightened. And it may not even be that he took his eyes off of Jesus because, you know, you see the pictures of Jesus walking on the water, Peter coming to him, and it's usually the water is flat and calm. That's not exactly what it was. No, this water was wavy and tempestuous, and I suspect that the water blocked the view of Peter. Okay, that it blocked the view. Jesus didn't move. Jesus didn't hide himself. Peter might not have even taken his eyes off the Lord, and yet the cares and concerns in the situation blocked his ability to see him at that moment, and he became frightened. And that's when he became, that's when he started doubting, and he began to sink. He didn't sink all the way. He just began to. And he, he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord grabbed his hand and said, You know, you of little faith, why did you doubt he doubted just for a moment and started sinking. Well, again, I'm Dale. Think about that, and I'll see you in the next episode, okay? Okay.